Very welcome to the film show. I'm Mark Sheridan. That's Steve Maloney. That's Brian Lloyd. And that over there is producer Dave. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Oh, oi, I thought he was going to go, hello. I thought he was going to do his catchphrase. It's I'm, good to mix it up. You've uh, got a lot of catchphrases, though. It's 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 not like one, you know, I, I think it's hello, but it's not. You've, you have many. I'm very influential. He is, isn't he? It is. An influencer, if you this will. This is true. Um, it's a quiet enough week this week, with the exception of one biggie, one big movie that we've all been looking forward to. Um, and we got an invite to the premiere. Um, for the three of us but it was uh-huh. only for two people yeah. and I lost I lost I didn't win I didn't win an opportunity to go and see Halloween the Halloween premiere I thought you were at work on that night that wasn't I could have went I'm just sound I'm just a nice person Aww. I wanted to see it but I knew you two guys needed to see it professionally you know so this is true yeah. Thanks, so you got to see Mike. Jamie Lee Curtis you got to see Jamie Lee Curtis um, do a talk beforehand with Sinead Burke um, and I spoke to Brian because I'd forgotten you've gone as well mm-hmm. and I messaged you after I was like what's it like and you said it's four maybe five stars yeah now looking at the review on site mm-hmm. uh, because you've written the review you gave it four stars I did why not four and a half then which which would imply your previous comment would have implied it would have been a eh, four and a half star movie yeah I don't also, know also I thought you were going to give it five stars because when we left the cinema you said you thought I did yeah, yeah I did and then I went home and I thought about it more um, that was your first mistake. No, no, but genuinely, no, no. I mean, like the initial reaction I walked out of it as D was like, I was like, that that was brilliant. That was such a really well made, really well done horror film. Brilliant sequel. Everything was working right for it. Just fantastic. Would have probably given it five stars if I had gone home and written it right there and then. It would have probably given it five stars. But then I went to start to think about it and like, I mean, it's really well paced. Jamie Lee Curtis gives an incredible, and I mean an incredible performance. Probably, I would say, her best in years. Really, it's that good in it. Well, she hasn't done a huge amount of stuff in the last few years. Well, like, I mean, you know, she like she's done like a few guest spots. Like, she was on that thing Scream Queens, and she mm. was on uh, New she's, Girls. She's on an arc in New Girls and Scream Queens. Like, you think it's the best performance in years. It's like... I know, that's fair, yeah. But, I mean... Do, uh, I suppose, and where does it rank amongst her performances? Oh, I mean, it's up there. Like, yeah. I mean, I would put it up there alongside, like, you know, A Fish Called Wanda and Trading Places and, you know, any of the stuff that... Even True Lies, like, I mean, mm. True Lies is hilarious. Yeah. True Lies. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, it, it's... What kind of knocked it from five down to four, I think, was the fact that they are absolutely going to do a sequel to this. So you took it down from a five to four star review. Yeah. Because there's a possibility there might be a sequel. I'll tell you why, right? Thank you. The ending of it, I mm-hmm. I think it ended on such a strong note. And I said this to you, I walked yeah. out, I said, that was absolutely brilliant. There should be absolutely no more Halloween movies made. It should absolutely end right on that. Because it's show business, baby. I know it's show business, but what I'm saying is, is that like, you know... Like there have been hundred, like there have been loads of Halloween movies after the original, after the original nineteen seventy eight one. There was seven. Like, there was there you go. There were seven, and this movie just completely eradicated them all. Like literally, there's one scene in it where they just completely wipe away the entire canon that's been established. Even Halloween two, which is set directly after yeah. the first Halloween. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they literally wiped away them all in one scene, and I thought, great, brilliant, fantastic. That's exactly what they should have done. They should have just wiped the slate clean, and this is you know, the ending of the story that began in 1978. And it ends on a beautiful note. It really, really does. But then as I we were sitting in the cinema, mm. and sure enough, you could hear, well, I don't want to ruin it, but it's basically implied that there's going to be another movie. Now, David Gordon Green has come out and said, yes, we are working on the sequel. And Danny McBride has said the same as well. Who and wrote it, Danny McBride. Who, yeah, who yeah. wrote it as well. Kenny and Powers, he's bounding down. He's bounding down, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Voice yeah. Principles is a fun show as well. Yeah, really good show. And yeah. David Gordon Green worked in that as well. Um, that's what made me take it from a five down to a four. If the, I knew, if I knew to a certainty that they were never going to make another Halloween movie again, this would get five stars, no problem. That, that just that, seems like a very arbitrary reason yeah, to take 100%, a star that makes movie. no sense. D, get him. Go on, okay, right, okay, well, like... Would you have given it five stars? The only reason why I might have not given it five stars, and you can definitely relate to this because of your whole argument surrounding Blade Runner 2049, is I wonder if it was necessary, if it needs to exist, because the original, like watching um, this this, uh, 2018 version of Halloween, it did kind of 
as brilliant as it was and there's so many great things going on in it, which I'll get into. But it just kind of reminded me of how amazing the original is. And it's so just perfect in and of itself that I'm like, is this 2018 follow up necessary? But at the same time, as far as sequels go, like it is brilliant. Like I was saying to Brian afterwards, like this is almost like the T2 like yeah, Terminator yeah. 2 of horror movies, you know, like it's so well, was well ter- done. Was Terminator 2, did necessary. you need Terminator, was Terminator 2 necessary? I think so. <laughs> See, this is it. I think so. In the sense of like, and this is what like oh, what a lot of the new Halloween movies about. It's about the idea of like someone having this absolutely terrible thing happen to them and that it just completely overtakes and mm. defines their life and then they have yeah. to face it again in order to kind of get closure on it. I mean, that's really... Mm. See, that's the thing. Like, the Halloween, the 2018 one, is about closure. It's about, you know, Laurie Strode basically trying to close the door and what Michael Myers did to her, close the door and all this terrible things that have happened to her. And also as well, how that trauma has affected not only her life, but her daughter's life, who's played by Judy Greer, who's brilliant in it, and has affected the her granddaughter, Andy Melchak. Andy Matichak. I wrote this down because I yeah. knew we'd forget this. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But that, the fact that that kind of, the trauma, the terrible thing that happens to her, that that affects everybody. And this is her trying to close it off. Very much like Terminator too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a hugely entertaining film. Like I was on proper, I know it's a cliche, like edge of your seat, but I was like alternately at the edge of my seat. I'm like, no, because it's so, so well done. It's so well paced. Some of the cinematography in it is great. Like his like shadow appearing here and like his reflection in the glass. Like, you know, there's one particularly really well done long shot in this, which just kind of follows him around, like creeping around this house while the mum is on the phone in the front room. And it's so, so well done. And the acting is so good. I love that it incorporates so many things. It kind of it draws back um, on nostalgia in a very good way in that, like it kind of incorporates like the high school elements through the granddaughter character that we would have seen in the first film. And then, like we said, it talks about trauma as well. Um, Our initial way into the story is really well done because we followed these two journalists who are essentially... Podcasters, actually. Yeah, podcasters. They're doing a a West Cork, like, serial type podcast. Exactly, which makes so much sense because true crime podcasts are so, like, popular and everything right now. And they, like, go into the institution where Michael Myers is being held and they're kind of, like, one of the guys is kind of taunting him a bit. And then um, they kind of end up uh, dead with him again. They're but dead. Exactly We've seen the trailer. Right, but, yeah. We've all seen um, the trailer. All right. Okay. Are you, are you, so you kind of saying you can't sit through a film as a singular experience and have it blow you away and just have it beat at. It absolutely. And then judge whatever sequel on its own merits. I see, this is it. Like, I watched it. I absolutely loved it. And at the end of it, I was like, that was brilliant. I don't want to see another one again. Well, then don't go and see another one. But it's going to cheapen. And I had like. No, it's I mean, not. It is. It absolutely is. I had this argument with John Carpenter as well when he interviewed him. Like, <laughs> no, but like, it's. That it's, was yeah, a clang. That, that was a clang. Clang. Yeah, it was, yeah. That was yeah. a clang. <laughs> right, all right. Okay. I'm going to add in a clang. I, was, I had, this, interview, I had this, this, this discussion with John Carpenter. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the idea. And of, I call him Johnny. Johnny. Carps. JC, actually. JC. What's up, Carps? Um, but no, but like, the idea of like, you have to protect your legacy you know that kind of way you can't like if you create something seminal you have a responsibility okay you're, we're going to revisit Halloween at the end yeah. of this show mm. there were seven sequels yeah. to Halloween the last one directed by Rick Rosenthal who made Halloween 2 and Star Buster Rhymes um, has in no way hurt the original Halloween film I agree I'm not saying that but do you not think it kind of cheapens it a bit do you not think it's sort of like oh god another well, Halloween I think they're film. just crap sequels but like, look at yeah, and then Rob Zombie did two remakes that were atrocious. Yeah, they were terrible. Like god awful abominations of of horror films. Yeah, and again, it just reinforced how good the first movie was. I get what you're both saying, and I think the Terminator Two analogy that was used kind of early on here as well makes perfect yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And that you know, you, and you kind of um, articulating in the way that oh, you need to face our fears again, and that's what this one was about. Well, what's the next one going to be about? Exactly. But you're preempting what that next film will be. But like, how, and I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand how that can, and again, I could be, maybe Dave can jump in here, I could be completely wrong here because I haven't seen it. Mm. But if I have a, like a, I, can, I just have singular experiences. Yeah, sure. In yeah. the movies. And like when I go and see John Wick 3, which is the movie I'm most looking forward to, yeah. hasn't been mentioned in a few weeks. Yeah, I noticed that actually. What's that about? Oh, I've like, noticed. <laughs> <laughs> when I go and see John Wick 3, I'm going to do my very, very best for that to be a singular experience for me. Yeah. Despite, 
been the two of them been two of my favorite action movies ever made. And, do you and, get what I'm saying? No, I do get what you're saying. This is it. Like I think, as I, as I was saying, like if I had gone home and written it that night, I would have mm. given a five stars. I would have said this was brilliant. This was amazing. But I had the time to think about it. it was like they're going to make a sequel. They're going to make a sequel, and it's going to cheapen it. Like I just don't think that's a reason to take off a whole star. For me, well, it's it, not a good it was enough for me, reason. Like, and yeah. it was the same, like it was the same with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Visually perfect, brilliant story. Never needed to be made it in the first. No, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I completely disagree because and and in a way, I suppose it's similar to what we could say about Halloween here in that it builds up on the themes and questions that were started by Blade Runner, and mm. it kind of more like it evolves them to their like completion. Yeah, where did this so, world go? Where did these type of characters go? Yeah. And yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine literally starts with a replicant. And Dave yeah. Batista and, you know, mm-hmm. the accumulation of some of the stuff that was touched upon in the first film. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, again, but I know you're a huge fan of the original, so I get mm-hmm. it why you'd yeah. be like, I love the original so yeah. much. That yeah. I don't need, I don't need to see any more of it. Like, I think it was complete in and of itself. And it's the same with this one as well. I think it's complete. I think okay. it's a complete. Story. Okay, well then, because we're, we're talking around what the film is, what the film is like, because it's a, you both really love this yeah. film. So let, let's talk about how good the film oh, is, because so we're kind of talking about stuff around it, and this yeah. is why it isn't five yeah. stars. Okay, why is it good, Brian? Um, it's shot beautifully. They really did capture, I think you'll mm-hmm. notice this as well. Like, if you go back and watch the original one and then watch this one, it looks like it was made by the same director. I think David Gordon Green really kind of captured that really natural feel that the first one had like it was like the, the original one that he didn't use any lighting for it like he just used natural lighting as much as he could and that was done out of he just didn't have the money to pay for lights the original wasn't shot in 16 mil was it it kind of has that grainy look to it I think yeah. it might have been yeah. I'm not too sure but I know it was I know the thing with the original one was, was that he had no money for lighting so he had yeah. to use natural light as much as possible and you watch this one and it's the same thing as well. It has that real natural feel to it. Um, but there's also a lot of humour in it. It's, it's hilarious. Yeah. It's like so brutally violent and then so funny, like within seconds. Yeah. You know, it's so well done. Oh, there's this little, oh, I can't talk about it. Kid, there's yeah. this little kid in it. <laughs> so funny. The lines he comes out with, like, he's such a brat, but he's so funny. Um, and I think that's a testament to David Gordon Green and Danny McBride Sorry. kind of putting their stamp on it. Like, because, yeah. like, again, these are the guys that did super bad. They did Pineapple Express. They did Vice Principals. They did well, they didn't, well yeah, Danny McBride. Yeah, well, like, Danny yeah. McBride, you know, had a had a part in it. David Gordon Green didn't have anything to do with Superbad. He did, yeah, he, he directed it. No, he didn't. That was Greg Matola. Yes. I get them two mixed up in my head. I don't know why I said that. But, um... <laughs> I think the script as well just works so perfectly as kind of bringing this new story and bringing, like, this story to completion about, like, trauma and yeah. how do you, like, you know, face this fear and how do you, you know, finally carry out this action that you've kind of been expecting to carry out yeah. for the last 30 years, going through that story, but also having enough callbacks to the original, but also doing that in such a way that it doesn't cheapen it or it doesn't mm. just feel yeah. like it's nostalgia for the sake of nostalgia. Yeah. Like, it's just two big fanboys who absolutely adore the original, who want to give it a good, like, continuing story, who want to give it justice. And I think what's interesting as well is the fact that, like... So you were thinking of Pineapple Express there, just to clarify. Yes, mm. that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Um, but another thing about it that I liked as well was the fact that it can in, it can bring in modern technology in the sense of, like, you know, everyone has mobiles now, or the internet is a thing now, or, like, whatever. It can bring that in and incorporate modern technology into it and not lose any of its terror you know that's mm-hmm. right. you know when you're watching some like old movies like old horror movies and you're like oh this could have all be sorted out in five minutes if they had a phone with a light on it <laughs> that kind of thing <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean like yeah, it, yeah. that kind of thing whereas in this yeah fine you've still got modern technology but like it's still terrible. I think that one of the biggest things that modern technology has done for films especially um, horror movies or thrillers is instead of the police officer or the detective or the person investigating the stuff going to the library and scrolling through mm. those yeah, the they just microfilm. go to they just microfilm they just go to Google yeah. that's it now yeah. that is the biggest thing there I can't I can't wait to see this I really yeah. can't yeah. I think it looks fantastic uh, and I'm a big fan of da- Danny McBride and David Gordon Green actually yeah. Stronger is really good which mm. is the, David Gordon Green's last movie with Jake yeah. Hall. I have it in my I have it in my list on Netflix. It's, it, yeah, like so Jake Gyllenhaal is incredible in that. Mm. I have a feeling he's just going to be continually one of the most underrated unheralded actors uh, working because 
I mean, he's not that he's not flashing his roles. He is. He's quite exuberant in whatever role he plays and he goes in a head on. Um, but I think he takes a lot of work and I think he takes roles that are interesting as opposed to big star vehicles or mm. the DiCaprio ones a year. And to bring it full circle, he's the one who talked to Jamie Lee Curtis about, oh, yeah. go, about doing the Halloween movie. Really? One, yeah. yeah. She actually, yeah, Jamie, when at the at the talk thing that they had for the premiere, she was, Jamie Lee Curtis told the story that she's friends with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah. And it was David Gordon Green that sent her the script and then she went to Jake Gyllenhaal and he was like, look, what do you know about these guys? And Jake Gyllenhaal was like, they're amazing. Yeah. Absolutely work with them. They're 100%. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, funny. Because it's a Jason Blum. It's a Blumhouse. Yeah, Blumhouse. Yeah, so right. it would have been made relatively cheaply as well. Yeah. I mean, cheaply enough. Like, I mean, it doesn't need yeah. a lot of money. It yeah. doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like a big budget but it doesn't look like a small budget mm, yeah. either so I wouldn't need yeah. it like I mean it's shot in modern times I mean it doesn't it, there's not a huge amount of special effects in it it doesn't need a big budget to tell a good story like mm-hmm. and I would imagine as well the fact that it, the fact that it has such a small not a small budget but relatively small budget means that there's far more creative freedom with yeah. it yeah um, and I think that stands to it you know I, but um no it's, it's really like I mean I know I gave it four stars it's a really good movie like it's really really good it's like really is one of the best horror sequels made in years. It really is that strong. My The reason why it went from five down to four was for me just kind of political reasons. Like the fact that they're <laughs> going to make a sequel. Like I don't like, like it doesn't, need, but it doesn't, no, it doesn't need a sequel. Like it does not need a sequel. This is the perfect ending to the horror, to the Halloween franchise. It doesn't need any more. All right. That's my thinking, Anna. All right. So if they come out and said they're definitely not making any sequels, you'd. I would. I tell you right now, I would go. I would log on to DB Admin. No, you're not allowed to do that. I'm just saying, okay. I would if it was if it was announced tomorrow. We're never making any more Halloween movies. Five stars straight away. <laughs> Is that like I I, 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 when you watch it, when you watch it, does it, not you'll make see any it. sense to me. Watch the movie and come it back. Makes and we'll sense talk about in it. his Brian's little head. His little head. I kind of appreciate where he's coming from. I appreciate where he's coming from, but it still doesn't make... But But at the same time, that's like saying you don't like the first two Godfathers because the third one's bad. They're still classic. I know know that. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is is that, like, you know, the third one didn't need to exist. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't cheapen the other ones. No, I don't think it cheapens the other one either. But that's my point, is this one didn't necessarily need to exist, but because it's so good, it kind of warrants its own existence. I disagree. I think. But but I would argue that's also the case with Terminator 2. And I know people are like, how dare you, you know, talk of a world where Terminator 2 Judgment Day might not have existed. (laughs) But it's true. If you, like, if you just had the Terminator. Context, like, contextually, yeah. Exactly. If you mm. had seen the first one and loved it, I'm like, I don't know. Aliens as well, another Cameron. Yeah. If you'd have seen yeah. the first one, my, the second one, like, they're going to make an action movie? What? No. Yeah. You, like, or, or the end of Aliens, which, you know, then there's an Alien 3, there's Alien 3, like, yeah. your logic is no bueno, Brian. I don't know, I just, it's I, not great. I just, I, I, I just, I know the fact that they're going to make more out of it and I don't like that. That's a, enough reason for me to be sort of, Fair enough. Cynical. Cynical about it, yeah. Cynical. I know, and it's a shame. But it's it's really good. Like, I mean, forget, like, look. Forget, forget everything for, I just forget said. Forget everything I just said. Go see it's it. Really it, good. Go it's see really it. good. Yeah, genuine. Yeah, it is really, really good. Because you're quoted in a load of the ads, so it want to be. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you sent me that. I was like, oh crap. I can't wait to see it. I'm gonna head. It's really good. I'm gonna head and see it. Um, uh, probably this weekend. I think. I'd yeah. almost say, actually, you said it's probably one of the best. I'd I'd say it's the best horror sequel yeah. I've seen in years. Okay. The did best. you and you? Sorry, just to finally, you didn't expect the sequel. You didn't you, when you saw that this was happening or. Because you were so excited about seeing it. Mm. You thought, oh, there's not going to be a Halloween. I thought, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I thought they were going to, this was like the Ah, end. Ah, come on, Brian. It's Hollywood. I genuinely, if it makes money, there's always going to be secrets. Maybe it'll be set in the future and it'll be Halloween 2049. God. (laughs) There was that thing. That was awesome. With Ryan Gosling and then it won't make any money. No, but there was like Jason X. Remember that? There was like Jason Voorhees in space. It was Jason X. Well, Jason Voorhees didn't turn up till uh, Friday the 13th Part 2 as well. People forget that. (gasps) There you go. Like that. You know. Spoilers. Spoilers. Rubbish. But, um, yeah, no, that's, yeah, I know. You're right. It's Hollywood. They're going to make another one. And that's why it was like, Oh, if they, this would be, if they just had the balls to just leave this alone, finish it on this. It's not about having balls; it's about making money. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If they could, if they could leave <laughs> money on a t-shirt, <laughs> if they could leave money on the table for art, for the artistic integrity of it, I'd have respect for that. That's what I'm saying. What about the cinematographers at Al? They have families. 
they yeah. can work on and this is their calling card they can go work on different things do you know what I mean this is their calling card but what if they could work on this thing for more money You've what got- if they just want to do another Halloween movie what everyone likes really Halloween they believe in the script they- and they like the story I've got and a headache like I genuinely have a headache trying to think about this like <laughs> I have a I have an actual migraine because I'm like Frowning so much at Brian's logic, I'm going. How is the? I just okay, right? I, no, that's no. I, think, no, I, I, think I feel, I feel like it's it been enough. covered pretty well. I think it's been yeah. covered pretty well. I think, I think we talked about just, it enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's Malumbi. Hit us with some movie news. <laughs> We're not in tune for that at not all. Not even in the slightest. Can you do any? Can you do any of that? that what do you want to tune it? Do you know what Sheridan no, would believe? I, I time oh, yeah. it. Do you know what Sheridan would believe when I was like, I do believe. Do. Can you? Yeah. Like, uh, I can actually do something with that. Actually, next Monday, 20th anniversary of that album. Is it? Yeah. Really? How do you know that? Oh, that's. Because uh, I was looking at something that I. An editorial calendar. We have to do. We have to do something <laughs> like that. Because I was like, I, really? I, I was like, yeah. I can't. Really? It's have this, this something yeah. that I just know. Attack! <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting to be like, oh, <laughs> twenty years since Shares Believe yeah, yeah. next week. Okay, yeah, I mean, cool. I guess. I mean, you but, guess. But I mean, like, it's like it was one song out of an album. Like, ah, uh, there was at least two. What other songs were on that album? As Cher once sang, "I don't need you anymore, Brian." Yeah, Brian. And your cynicism. If you can wow. turn Why back don't you time. shoop shoop out of there? <laughs> Boom. Get lost. No, anyway. I love I love Cher as well, but name me three songs from that album. What are you going to do for me? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, buy a lunch. Oh, no, class. I already did the movie news. You're full of crap. You're full of crap. Talking about it like it's some seminal album. It's one song off. An I'm album. pretty sure we had the album in my house, but I can't remember. Everybody any of the songs had that album. from it. Oh, it's not seminal. Everyone had it. Seminal in the sense of like it had a large impact. Okay. <laughs> so down there now. <laughs> D. What Vigo, do you got? Vigo Mortensen. Is my going Paul into Vigo. My Paul Vigo. I knew that I I, I included this because I knew that Brian don't, would uh, want to. Don't let's not, let's not make a thing of this. But Brian yeah. only did that because I couldn't do it. I'm adding a double clap. I do remember that remember at the time. Yeah, yeah. I, won't say what I remember com- you were sick about it. I won't, I won't say what comedian I was going to see. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I remember. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. It was Louis C.K. It was Louis C.K. <laughs> Louis C.K. playing True Arena, um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, great job, Brian. Sorry. I think I did a great job in that. I'm really proud of that. It's like I don't do the like. I know you're Mr. Q and A, and you're doing these things all the time. That was the one, uh, the one that I've done that I'm, I I really enjoyed. Just I really to liked contextualize it. this for our listeners and viewers, because Brian has failed to contextualize this. Uh, Brian hosted the Q and A with Vigo Mortensen when he was over here for the Irish premiere of Captain Fantastic, which was. Two, three years yeah, ago? Yeah, two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed so, it. Yeah. I'm sure did Vigo did as well. Yeah. What's going on with Vigo, D? He is into directing now. He's doing his directorial debut, a movie called Falling, which tells the story of a son's um, relationship with his aging father. Vigo Mortensen will also be writing, producing and starring in it. Every time I hear that, I think of... Um, Little Britain, write the theme tune, sing the theme tune. Burgerack, <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it? What was that guy's name? Something like that, yeah. 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 Um, but it'll also start a star, um, 80s star Lance Henriksen, who's been in the likes oh, of like oh, Lance Henriksen. and Millennium. Uh, Terminator, Millennium as yeah. well, yeah. And Sverir Gudnason, who's kind of this up and coming star uh, from the last few years. He was in Borg versus McEnroe, remember? He was Borg in that. Oh, yeah. McEnroe, yeah. yeah. Oh, McEnroe, right. sorry. And he'll also be in Girl in the Spider's Web opposite Claire Foy. So he's kind of a big deal. Um, Viggo Mortensen is a two time Oscar nominee, and there's also a lot of buzz around his next movie, Green Book. So, what do we think, guys, about him going yeah, into Yeah, Peter directing? Farley directed that movie. You know, Peter Farley, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. You know, oh, really? Peter yeah. Bobby Farley. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, isn't yeah. it? And it's getting, like, it won the, didn't it win the Audience Award. Something like that. Uh, yeah. In Toronto, I think, or Telluride, mm. won the Audience yeah. Award, which is huge. It sounds a bit like a contemporary driving mistakes. It does, <laughs> No, it yeah. is. Like the, the, yeah. Definitely, like, I, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, this is just driving Miss Daisy, yeah. except it's, you know, you've got Viggo Mortensen in there and, you know, um, Mahershala Ali. Mm. Um, but the guy that Viggo Mortensen plays in that movie in Green Book, he's yeah. a real guy, Tony. Yeah, Lucas, yeah, I've name. heard that. And he was in The Sopranos and he was in Goodfellas. Um, he's, he was like a real life kind of bit of a... 
a wide boy. As they wise guy. Wise guy. A wise guy. Wise wise guy. Boy, or wise whatever boy. you want to say, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, Viggo Mortensen directing, yeah, I think that'd be interesting because, like, he's one of these guys, he's, like, these, like, polyglots, like, he's able to do, like, you know, he does music and he writes poetry and then he, like, you know. He was quite intense, was he? He's really intense. Like, yeah. He's really, like. And he's, like, 60. He's in the 60s now? He's pushing that, at least, yeah. Yeah, I would think. But, yeah, he's one of these guys that he's, like, he's so intelligent, you're kind of like, oh, God, how can I actually And Danish. Yeah. 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 But like you're kind of like, how can I actually relate to so you? So he has that kind level? of that kind of Scandinavian, that kind of like distance. Like a distance yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I watched July twenty, July twenty, July twenty second, July twenty two. The Netflix one, the Paul Greengrass mm. one, and I, th- I didn't make it through the whole lot of it. I hear it's very yeah, it's very flat. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously a horrific case, and it's Paul Greengrass doing this kind of docu series thing. It's for anybody who doesn't know, it's the shooting in Oslo. Yeah, new um, and the explosion, and there was seventy seven people killed, sixty nine yeah. kids shot. It's horrific, like, mm. and a really. Um, captures the you know realness of a horrific situation like that, but yeah, it just dragged on an awful lot. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Anyway, it's it's that Scandinavian. It's just it's something. Yeah. It doesn't. It just obviously it's a, there's a language barrier and things don't flow because that movie's in English. Sure. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So you won't be you won't be uh, checking in with Ego, your pal. That is your friend. I think. I mean, I, I I actually planted the seed of an idea, and you're gonna like this because it's a sports thing, right? Um. We were talking about uh Jurgen Klopp. Yep. The Liverpool manager? Yes. Yeah. And he said he really looked like him. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, if they ever make a movie about Jurgen Klopp, you should play him. And he was like, yeah, maybe I could, you know, grow the beard a little bit. Didn't you do something similar in your interview with Clive Owen? I did. I totally, I totally, like, I know nothing about football. Brian's going to keep doing this with all the actors he interviews until there actually is a casting. And then he can say it was all thanks to me. Yeah, right. Yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. It's like the Deadpool when the Deadpool footage leaked. Do you remember that? We, we, now, now, but bear with us, bear with us, Brian. What happened that weekend? What happened that weekend? Listen. Don't th- even know if you noticed it. Yeah. So basically, okay. we f- I found um, this the stolen footage from uh, Deadpool, the one that was used for to actually sell the whole thing. It's like the hype reel thing. Yeah, the hi- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The sizzle reel for uh, Deadpool. And I put it up. The story went viral. Got over like, I think it got over something like 100,000 views. Yeah, or something 200, like that. Yeah. views. It was yeah. massive anyway. And then like not two or three months later, the movie was put into production. So, like, basi- so basically Ryan Reynolds had uh, Winky Face not leaked the footage because he was trying to get it made. Why did you say Winky Face? Um, well, there's, people, there's, people there's a lot watching. of belief people that aren't he, watching. So he basically, yeah. he probably did and everything worked out well. And we found it. I found the leak. It went out and then it was a big part of the reason I thought he was a big part of the reason why the, why the footage went viral and thus Deadpool happened. I'll, I'll take I'll take a producer's credit, but you know I mean yeah. whatever. Like I think I think we like it, it but like you'll that's get not exaggerating. The, that really did. That's not exaggerating. <laughs> that really did happen. Yeah. Like the thing really did like co- become viral, and like you know a lot of the US outlets ha- picked it up as a result. Like yeah. so, I don't know. Just so saying, you're, you're comparing that to saying that Viggo Mortensen looks like Jurgen Klopp. Or, that was not that was me. To oh, be sorry, that was, you. That, was, yeah. that was that was there. Was there was, no way a segue. I was no. like, is that right. I swear to God, I do, 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 do this for a living. Uh, <laughs> D, what else you have? Move on, move on, move on. Um, in a rather ironic move, I like that you pointed that out because it's kind oh, of yeah. true. The Flash standalone movie has been delayed until 2021 because it's Flash, so it's meant to be passed. Um, <laughs> That's I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. You get it. Um, it's already gone through two screenwriters, although it does have um, official directors, unless they change, in John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, who wrote Spider-Man Homecoming. So that's a good and yeah, sign. Isn't, isn't Daly in um, uh, Freaks and Geeks? He's the kid in Freaks and Geeks. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was meant to start filming in March. Obviously, that didn't happen. The only uh, DC movie that's currently shooting is Joker. Um, the DC Extended Universe is kind of a mess at the moment. Cavill seems to be out. Affleck is more than likely going to be replaced fairly soon. Um, they've got Wonder Woman 2 coming out, obviously, because of the success of the first Wonder Woman. But Aquaman, it's really hard to say at yeah. this point whether it's going to hit or miss. I would like it to be a hit because I think Jason Momoa is really cool. And I like everything that I've seen so far. So I really, really hope it's actually yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, effects wise and everything. And I mean, Patrick Wilson. Yeah, true. So, there's that. Um, that and then 
Yeah, I, I mean, you were saying this in your piece, Brian, but it is totally true in that, like what DC kind of plan on doing next, I suppose, will ride a lot on the success of this Breaking Phoenix Joker movie yeah. now. Yeah, and, and Aquaman as well. And and Aquaman. Yeah, and Aquaman too, to see if they're going to So they're totally pushing this back and going, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think, I think they're kind of putting everything on the long finger. I mean, with the exception of like Birds of Prey, that seems to be the only one that they're kind of working yeah. mm. it towards. Margot Robbie's such a... Superstar. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Suicide Squad too, to be fair. From what we said last week. Yeah. yeah. Getting James Gunn in on yeah. the script at the moment. So that could be yeah. whenever. Yeah. Like. And I mean, it's not like, um, you know, um, Harley Quinn and all those are related to the current kind of Justice League round of movies. They mm. seem to be the ones that are kind of the most in danger. And yeah. they're just kind of hanging on tight to see what happens with Aquaman. But if that's no good, then... Maybe it'll just be Wonder Woman from now yeah. on. <laughs> like it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they basically finished out, like, you know, Suicide Squad 2 and Flash, and then they were just like, right, hard reset, let's... But are back. you sure Flash is happening? That's what I'm wondering. Well, no, but like, I'm saying could it, it even yeah. not happen at all? No, not at all. Yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they just kind of quietly Spectus. remove it yeah. from yeah. from the release schedule. Like I think, you know, the fact that they've got Birds of Prey going, the fact that they have... Suicide Squad 2 they're working on it I think those are the two ones that they're going to try get finished and then after that then I think they're mm. just going to I don't know if you guys did you guys get round to watching Justice League yeah. no because I it's, a, it's a mess I mean it's such a I shame because it. you can actually I don't know if you guys get this but for me watching it like I could see there was so much potential there yeah. and I mean the actors are good they have good chemistry their characters are like warm and they're funny and everything. I think that if they had just like when the production was going haywire had just like scrapped it and kind of been like, let's go from the start and actually like really put every, you know, last effort that we can into this script and into actually like getting the movie right, that they could have come up with something better just if it had been a bit delayed or whatever. I really do think that there was potential there. So I think it's kind of a shame that everything has kind of ended up collapsing inwards as a result of that yeah. one I'd bad agree. movie. Yeah, I just thought it was a mess. I just It was so effect heavy. Mm. You know, that kind of, it was almost mm. like um, the Green Lantern. It was just that. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was just so... Fake. Fake, yeah. Mm. And I actually had the same problem with the last Avengers movie as well. When it was just set in a row, I was like, ah, it's just not the... It's not, you're not getting yeah, it. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what else you got, D? Um, and then just box office stats, um, which I don't know off the top of my head. So hopefully you guys can come in here. Um, but essentially you the story Brian is... You to remember a thing. Yeah, especially given he was tweeting about it over the weekend. So I was like, OK, well, let Brian like come out with the stats. But essentially the story is that First Man is underperforming mm. um, in terms of worldwide box office receipts. Probably everyone knows this at this stage, but Venom is kind of completely running out of Stars yeah, Born. I thought, I thought, I thought, um, but, but a Stars Born in the UK and Irish box office is number one at the moment. Stars Born, it's, it's making insane money for what it costs. Yes, and true. about the legs it's going to have to January, February when, when the Oscar race really mm-hmm. kicks into gear and mm-hmm. the nominations, the Golden Globes and stuff. That'll do 200 million. Yeah. Um, and I said Venom would flop. So, I know, yeah. There I'm, you go. Listen, well, I'm just as surprised. Like, yeah. I had every intent. Well, I still haven't seen it, so. But I'm not yeah. totally surprised because I feel like a lot of, like, fans would have gone just to prove a point you know and they're mm. kind of like ah, it couldn't be that bad and in fairness like you know I remember while watching the movie it was fun it was only when I was sitting down afterwards it's a bit right. like you sitting yeah. down after yeah. with Halloween that I was like God, it had a lot of issues though yeah, you know I think what's going to happen with uh, Venom is it's going to give Tom Hardy the clout he needed as a hit movie star mm. to go and do some more interesting stuff with bigger budgets and I think that's, that's probably yeah way. that'd be a good thing and I mean I'd say yeah. Tom Hardy's happy with that mm-hmm. where okay whatever we take whatever direction we take this character in now we know where we went wrong there it's mm. only it's a big studio so okay does he come into the Superman or Spider-Man universe what do they do you know so it's a kind of a kind of a tricky one yeah mm. um Okay, so that's it for movie news this week. So I'll just say First Man made $60 million this opening weekend. It was projected to make around 20. Yeah. Um, it's a $70 million production. Um, and uh, like the marketing costs, I think, are probably about another 40 or 50. So it would need to clear 250 worldwide to, to, make have, it, to make, ish. I mean, approximately. And I think it would, to be honest, because I mean, like, it's it's the kind of movie that it has legs. You know, yeah. That sort yeah. Of way. It's the kind of thing that, like, if. if Pretty it much gets, what you've been saying yeah. with The Star is Born. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, people will be watching it more. So a star, I think A Star is Born is a genuine phenomenon. Um, mm. And the soundtrack and everything, everything's number one. Did you go and see it actually the weekend after Dave? I did not. Ah. I will though. Ah. I will. You had your date. You had your date night on Sunday night in Liberty Hall. I did. Met your actually, lovely girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Is she nice? Very nice. Very uh, nice. Yeah, I'm chatting to her for a minute. 
Yeah, she's... Don't know what she's doing with him. <laughs> Only joking. Hmm. I have feelings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, your, that was your day for the weekend? There was no, there was no movies? Uh, no, no. Well, like, to be fair, the weather was relatively nice. We went to the park and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I like to go outside when the weather's nice. I was down in Cork on, on Saturday night, actually. You lucky I was dog. down in Corkway, Cypress Avenue. We had a show on Cypress Avenue on, on oh, Saturday yeah. night. Uh, great part of the world. I it is enjoyed it a lot. the Cork's best great. part. I'm, uh, I'm, because uh, Joe, you know we were driving, and myself and Joe were driving into Cork, mm. and obviously Joe's from Cork as well. And it's like it's like it's a proper city, obviously, right? But it's not as mental as Dublin. Well, it's a proper you, Irish city. Well, yeah, but I mean, like in terms of like, <laughs> it's not a town. What do you mean by that? Is that a good thing? It's not like New York or something. <laughs> or a bad That's thing. a city. Well, mm. well, I mean, as in, or, as like, okay, like, because D is a New Yorker. This is yeah. the thing that people forget. D is I'm actually landing here. Hey, what are you doing? Huh? What are you doing? Who um, can't do the accent, by the way? Is that bad? I thought that was, I thought no, that was I can't do the. Oh, accent you can't do I'm you can't saying. do no, New York no. accent. Yeah, no, okay. no, no, no. But um, I can't yeah. do any accent. Cork is very. It's a different energy, I would say. I it? liked it a lot because um, it's it's. I was just saying, it's not. You can't go anywhere in Dublin now. It's everywhere's busy and packed and there's too many people I'm going to end up living in the woods am I anyway it's very nice we are down there with David Rudolph on Saturday and Dave came to the show on Sunday and um, we came to the show on Sunday night as well so it was really interesting he loved the Cork audience Cork everyone loves Cork audience he was blown away with the Cork audience they were super funny and uh, it was really dark as well because dark humour <laughs> yeah, like, yeah look well not from David but the lights like, were off from the crowd <laughs> from the crowd because somebody said um Oh, where's Michael Peterson now? Obviously, David Rudolph's a lawyer from the staircase. So he says, where's Michael Peterson now? How's he doing? And Dave was like, yeah, he's got like a small uh, one-bedroom apartment. And some of the crowd was like, hope it's on the ground floor. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> I said, we have a dark sense of humor here. Yeah, uh, to be but, fair. Uh, but very funny. Anyway, okay, let's move on to the revisit. And quite possibly have the argument that we had at the top of the show. Let's just, let's just rehash it again, yeah. Um, just play it out again. Play yeah. It, yeah, why not? I think Halloween, the first one, pretty much it didn't it didn't invent the slasher genre, but it definitely kickstarted it. And comparing that to the twenty eighteen Halloween, I think this is the next evolution of it. Do you know that kind of way? Don't compare it to the twenty eighteen one. Well, just tell us about this one. The uh, the, the original nineteen seventy eight. It's brilliant. Like I mean, it is just such a kind of vehicle of economy. The fact that like Brian's there's trying not to say it's of its time. Can you see him physically actually, trying to say it? Because when he bump. said vehicle of economy, <laughs> it was very much of its time. Sorry, Brian. Anyways, what I was saying was that it was such an economic delivery of you know mood, tension, atmosphere, the script. Like, it doesn't have anything in it that it doesn't need to have in it. You know, that kind of way. It, lean. It yeah, lean. Exactly. Like, we it's don't need... taught. 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 But yeah, like, we don't need to know, oh, how is it that Michael Myers doesn't seem to be able to get killed? Well, it doesn't really matter. You know, why is it that he wears the mask? It doesn't really matter. You know, why is it that he's going after these girls? It doesn't really matter. It's just know that he's doing it. Well, like, there is a bit of context there with the storyline with the yeah, sister with the, and Yeah, with the sister and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then like he's... And like, I mean, but even how when they go to Dr. Uh, Doctor Loomis, who's played by Donald Pleasance, and it's like he's just pure evil. Mm. That's it. That's all you need. And it's the same with like Jaws, for example. Like we don't need to know why is it that this shark is, you know, in Amity He's hungry. He's just hungry. He's just hungry. <laughs> and he's a bit of a dick. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same and it's the same in Halloween. He's just pure evil. He is just evil personified. That's it. Um and it's you know, going to Jamie Lee Curtis's performance in it, I mean the fact that she is the daughter of Janet Lee, who mm. of course we know from Psycho. The original Scream Queen. The original Scream yeah. Queen, and this is the the daughter of her. But I think it's fascinating when you look at her performance in it, it's so natural and it's so uninhibited like. You really do feel that she's terrified, like, and yeah. I think that's just Jamie Lee Curtis just seems quite wet behind the ears, yeah, perfect mm-hmm. kind of vulnerability. Exactly, yeah. yeah, that exactly that's it. Vulnerability. She's able to show that vulnerability so well. Go to Donald Pleasance as well. Donald Pleasance, I love great him. in that yeah. movie. He Such really a, is, and he's so creepy in it. Like yeah. he's just so like hello. Um, he uses voiceover for the ad for this for the the latest one, the twenty eighteen version. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think no, I think I think they might have gotten a voice kind of a character actor to do the same thing but um but yeah no like i mean the way that john carpenter shot it like again it's so simple like and it's the kind of thing like we were talking before we went down here we were talking about paranormal mm. activity paranormal activity has a similar thing that like it'll just show you like a, a street and there's nothing on it 
and then it's up to you to just see Michael standing behind the hedge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it. And it's just I like, oh, it. Jesus. Yeah. I, I, I saw him. The scene like, where they look out yeah. the window and he's just, have you seen the original Dave? I have. Yeah, look out the window and he's just standing he's there. He's just standing there. It's like, holy. It's creepy. It's How so terrifying. That, you know what it is as well? This this is John Carpenter's auteur. This is him as yeah. an auteur mm-hmm. starting out. Um, although we've made it's all the pre six thirteen. Yeah, he made it me. before that. Yeah. Um, but like, did not just not just written it. He the Directed soundtrack, it. the yeah. soundtrack. Oh, and the soundtrack's it. amazing. That, like, it's it's inc- the best horror soundtrack. It's iconic. At all. Yeah, it is. It's one of the yeah. best soundtracks. It is. The second you hear those two keys, like it's amazing. I mean, yeah, and again, this is the thing about John Carpenter is that most of his best choices were done out of necessity, like. He shot it. He shot it in that kind of deep shadow because he couldn't afford lights. He did the soundtrack because I just had to do it. It was cheaper for me to make it myself. Yeah. yeah. Every choice he's I made. I remember you speaking to him and yeah. like Brian talked to him for about like an hour and a half. I remember mm-hmm. you coming out going, "That was." It was just amazing the conversation because yeah. he was so open about yeah. talking. And he just doesn't give a shit. And he was talking. Yeah, but this, and this is I think it was just before they were talking to him about making yeah. this one. And you were you were saying like have you ever been involved with you know all these remakes of Salt mm. Precinct Thirteen which yeah. we made, um, was the thing remade? It was yeah, the yeah, but well, there was thing. a sequel, yeah, yeah. But so he was the carpenter's basically. Going, I don't give a shit. Give me the money. Yeah, I thought that was amazing. He just yeah, like I mean, and, and he talked about James Woods a bit as well, Brian. Yeah, we had to cut that. Though. Yeah, not a, he's that. not a fan of James Woods anyway. No, I don't think it was a case that he wasn't a fan of James Woods. It's I'm just so intrigued right uh, now. I'll tell you about. Am it I going to have to cut okay. this? No, no, it's grand. It was just we were talking about. Because he made a movie vampires with him. Yeah. yeah, we were making a movie, and I was. We were talking about it was on the lead up to the the general election in America, yeah. and I asked him about Trump, and I said, you know, you've kind of done, you know, stuff on the American political landscape. Like Escape from New York is basically about Watergate. Yeah. And I said, has any of this kind of inspired you to put pen to paper? And he was like, no, definitely not. I've kind of done it already. And I said, like, how do you work with somebody like James Woods, who's like very much on the far right? And you kind of seem to be very much the opposite of that. And he was like, you just don't talk about politics. Yeah. Just don't yeah. bring it up. Like. That's fair. And that's that's fair. Yeah. That, that is fair, yeah. But I think, yeah, just to go back to Halloween, it's that thing of like necessity creating the best things. You know, that sort of way. And like yeah. that's it. Like yeah, When you watch yeah. the movie, it's so lean. And it just has such a force of energy. But it's done in a way that, it, like it's lean. Some of the most iconic movies are more iconic movie moments of all time, like the Indiana Jones. We yeah. just have this elaborate fight yeah. and he pulls out a gun and shoots Because he had because diarrhea. Because he had diarrhea. Oh, I heard it was because yeah. he was hungover. Maybe no. There's different yeah. stories from that. Could no. be both. <laughs> Could have been both. <laughs> Could have that. been both. I mean, he did have a In that's, fairness. That's not a, that's, that's not a good thing at all. Antihydrated. Oof. Yeah, Oof. you know what I mean? But yeah, like, that, like that's it. Like oh. the, Some of yeah. the greatest scenes, the greatest moments come out of necessity. And Halloween is a collection of those moments of necessity how do you okay because I, I, you said it kind of it didn't start the slasher, slasher genre I think it did in it's current guise like you had the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and stuff beforehand right? yeah but um, yeah well, I would think the Texas well, Black Chainsaw Christmas Massacre well no Black Christmas was it. the first slasher movie and this was like the not terribly well known movie but then after Black Christmas then came Halloween how do you think it, how do you think Scream compares to because Scream for me is the, is the seminal horror movie and Wes Craven's one of my favourite directors yeah. ever um, as as many bad films as he's made good but when he made them good they were great mm. how do you think Scream because Scream is one of those it has that literal sequences from Halloween in it. yeah I think they mentioned movies owned Hall- the Halloween of course yeah, yeah, yeah. As well. I think Scream is self-aware yeah Scream is too it's self-aware meta, yeah. it's meta yeah Scream isn't too anything well okay yeah I mean, it, unless you mean good unless it's too good no but I mean Scream is a very self-aware take on slasher movies Right. Yeah. And Halloween is just a slasher movie. It's just that. So, but actually, funny enough, though, they do they do get quite self aware in the 2018 version. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Which very I think was interesting. So, which was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had such a weird experience watching. Well, I could actually say both Halloween and Scream, but I'll start with Halloween. Um, this is the original, like 1978. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah 1978 <laughs> version because. Um, I'd seen like a bunch of kind of, you know, all the movies that had followed it or ones that had been like produced around it, like Nightmare on Elm Street and The Exorcist. And I kind of went through a phase of watching a bunch of like classical horrors because I don't really like watching horrors, but I was like, okay, I have to at least watch the classical ones. And I got round to Halloween kind of only in recent months and I really enjoyed it. But I didn't find it all that scary because I recognized all of those tropes because they've been showing up in so many movies since. But then I could really appreciate, okay, well, this was the movie that started off so many of those 
kind of techniques that are so popularly used in films now. And my only problem with watching Scream was that I'd watched a scary movie before I saw Scream, um, which is almost like it's so like it's really very similar to Scream, except that it's a total out out piss take, you know. So that kind of made Scream a bit underwhelming for me. I'm afraid. It's one of the best films ever made, in my opinion. Scream used to terrify me when I saw it first. Why? Because I was a small child. But as in, it was like the epitome of terror as far as I was concerned. And having watched it again recently enough, I retract that statement. It's it's actually (laughs) it's actually a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Yeah, it's very funny. Matthew Lillard is hilarious in Scream. Matthew Lillard yeah. is uh, Stu Barker, Stu. And Jamie Kennedy's great in Scream as well. The yeah. sequel Scream 2 is fantastic. Too. They are rules! Yeah. Um, it's, I, I love those movies well, not the fourth one. But uh, I think it's very hard to make horrors now though without being self-aware yeah. because we've entered into this kind of sense of humour. But you know what, humor, the, see, you know? this is the thing. Uh, House on Haunted Hill. Oh, you were House talking about this. Oh, I've heard that yeah, that's watched, just straight up horror. Watched two, watched two episodes of it last night and was sceptical because when has a TV show ever been scary? Never mind that you're watching on your laptop maybe. It's very, very scary and it's very good. And her, um, I, uh, I was like, who is that guy? I know from somewhere. It's a kid from E.T. It's Henry Thomas. Oh, yeah. Henry Thomas. Oh, yeah. He, plays, he plays a dad in it. Yeah. That's mad. Um, it's quite. And it's Mike, the guy. You Mike, like, Flanagan Mike Flanagan from Gerald's Game. Yeah, yeah Gerald's Game, who's doing the uh, Doctor Shining, Sleep. The Shining sequel, Doctor mm-hmm. Sleep. So I've, I've got high hopes for Doctor yeah. Sleep after after seeing this. And he, I didn't realize he did the Ouija movie. The he Ouija did. sequel that was much better than the yeah. original. And he did um, that film, Oculus. Yeah. Yeah. But I tell you, watch Gerald's Game. Genuinely. Yeah. Why? I really, I would because recommend Carla Cadino was... Carla Cadino, yeah. yeah. And uh, Bruce Greenwood. I would really recommend... She's in Go- House on Haunted Hill too. Yeah. I would, uh, honestly, I would really recommend watch Gerald's Game. It's a brilliantly made, like, it's a companion piece to Misery. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It's you so, watch so two, good. two minutes into House on Haunted Hill and um, it's, you're so aware that the director knows what he's doing. Yeah. That, like, everything's just, the moments, those little beats just hit... Because everything with horror movies is pace and I think that's yeah. why one of the reasons An why, atmosphere. Yeah, and one of the reasons why Scream works so well that opening to Scream worked so well that first 15 minutes with Drew Barrymore it's paced beautifully. It just goes past and those beats need to come at the right time or those scares need to come at the right time. The new Halloween has that as well. Like yeah. It has a really, I think it had a lovely sense of flow mm-hmm. to it. Like it just, everything yeah. goes into the next. I'd minutes. say as well, like a key to horror movies is, and this like music would come into this, but sound design is like mm. so true. key, yeah. you know, um, that's why I'm kind of dreading Suspiria because I know that the sound in it is just going to completely <sighs> freak the F out of me. I just know it. I like. And you as a dancer as well. Like, I mean, yeah. I think that's going to have Deep another I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I'll just like, interpret like dance my way out of the scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was like, I'd be looking forward to a horror like Halloween because like I know it's kind of silly jump scares, but I hate the kind of like slowly, eerily creepy yeah. ones like Suspiria. So I'm kind uh, of dreading that. I know I have to watch it as a movie reviewer, but that's the next horror we he can follows look it forward that, yeah, to. It follows to that really well. Yeah. It follows to that really, oh, really well. Oh, it follows does do that really yeah. well. And so did it. It did it really well. It did yeah. it very well. But it did it in a more grandiose way because of the source material. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Stephen King. Like, yeah. It was kind of a... Pro- sort of like. But it was kind of like... It would be, of all the f- films I've seen recently, kind of, it strikes me as like a blockbuster horror yeah. in that yeah. you can see it kind of... You can see it coming. huge scale yeah, and yeah. everything, you know? Did you watch a possible no, I was actually, would you believe, I remembered that I was supposed to review it. I missed the... You forgot a thing? I forgot a thing. You forgot yeah. a thing. I, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? You did, it's like, you know, Microsoft, remember Microsoft Office years ago, that little thing, that little paper the clip pop up. Like, you're, that D's like your little paper clip. Like, <laughs> She's my no, Brian. <laughs> it looks like you're forgetting to write a review. Would you like some help with it? Um, if some you help put with your it life? in the content schedule. Oh, okay, with this content schedule. I hate this thing. <laughs> Hope your boss isn't watching this. <laughs> David Shockley doesn't watch this show I know he doesn't um, but yeah no possibly, it's not getting great reviews he doesn't watch I know David Shockley never watches this review shut this up show. <laughs> <laughs> he will now um, no but yeah possibly, it didn't get great reviews apparently which okay. is a shame well maybe you can watch it and let us know next week I sure will I sure will do that Dear oh, I sure look it what's out next week Brian I know this. Um, He's really excited. I am. I'm because he looked it up about because I looked it up like an hour ago. <laughs> now I've forgotten it. I can say if you want. Yeah, please. No, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna get through this. This is the real yeah, let's Bohemian this Rhapsody. This isn't a support group, Brian. This is a podcast. Yes, I know. Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, and do you help me? Out? Help me, out, D. What? 
Creed and Katie. Oh, Katie. Yeah, crap. Right, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I even didn't really like... Yeah, don't... I wasn't going to yeah. actually box you. Um, also, The Hate You Give, which is kind of the new teen drama that yes, everyone's talking about. Yes, that's right. So, yeah. there we cool. Go. Thanks for saving the show, D. Learn next week, Brian. Learn from this. Learn from this experience. I know. Learn I know. from please. I had it. I had it. Like, I actually... You saw me looking at the thing, the coming soon section. I was like, okay, it's Well, that, I know that. what I'm not doing for our next game of charades. Going to pretend to box because yeah. apparently you don't do it very well. You didn't. I didn't know what you were doing. Just there. punched him in the face. Could have been Katie. Yeah. Yeah. Could have done that. Yeah. Anyway, thanks to Charlotte Reed in production, and thanks to producer Dave. There he is now. See you next week. <laughs>